Well, as many of you know, we went uh, on a missions trip over the last couple of weeks, Sundays. We've been gone, and uh, we're just excited to be back and excited to share what God did in us. Some of our team, I think, are more excited than others, um, just not because of they don't have anything to share, but they're a little, they have a little microphone phobia, okay? And so, uh, but it's all going to be good. I'm going to ask, would our team come? Those that are with us this morning, would you come and just kind of line back here? Um, Awesome. Praise the Lord. Take a roll call to see who's not here because they get to preach in a couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Anybody skipping out on us? Amen. Amen. I've asked each one of these team members to come and just share a highlight and okay, just kind of move around. One. One, <laughs> one highlight. Um, and then something that, uh, that God had done in them. Um, I just, I told them one to two minutes at the most three minutes. Um, I ought to have a gong like the gong show. So that <laughs> when we're done, <laughs> all right. Um, but we also want to show you some pictures and some different things. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with just a slideshow and we'll go partway through the slideshow and then I'll give it to one of these to, to share, and then we'll kind of jump in and out. Is that okay? All right. So if you would throw those up there, please. Awesome. This is a picture of our team. This is before we left, and is in beautiful Byesville, um, similar to the picture that you're probably getting up here right now. So if you forward that on. This is the church that we ministered at. It's called Iglesia Betel. Um, Betel means Bethlehem, and uh, uh, that was a place of new birth. It's where the Savior was born. And so um, awesome time there and uh, just a great, great vision and power of the Lord there. You can see some pictures of uh, our, our missionary, Kristen, who uh, we worked with all week, um, as long as it was well with my wife, Crystal, with the kids. So move next. Dr. Rubenstein made a special visit uh, to Peru, and uh, he did some awesome things. And uh, uh, he he uh, he entertained the students. We did uh, two different schools, three different assemblies, or four. Well, you you were in the background because you you're, the next slide you preaching, but I'm just asking total. We did three different schools, three, two schools, three assemblies. Yes, and in uh, in touching kids and being able to minister the gospel to kids. Um, and uh, what an awesome time that was um, to be able to do that. Next slide. Uh, this is Tom. He's preaching at, uh, at uh, did you preach at all of them or just the, the two at Battelle? All of them. Tom preached at all the schools, um, did a fantastic job. Tom also, just kind of props here. Um, they came to me on Monday and said, oh, by the way, your team is going to be split up into two different groups on Tuesday night. And uh, we need you to preach at one and one of your team members to preach at another. So I looked around and I said, Tom was the first one that I saw. And, and I said, well, actually, Tom was on my heart. And, uh, and I said, Tom would love to do that before I even asked Tom. <laughs> I said, Tom would love to do that. That sounds like it's right up his alley. So, so he was able to preach in Monte Suyon. Uh, which is where our construction site was. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But uh, God really used us in, in great ways. And so with that in mind, I'm going to have Tom, would you come first? 
and share. Hi there. Uh, the, the word says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And, you know, this was kind of a two-prong ministry where we did construction and we also did the children's ministry. And, uh, you know, it's tough to be two places at once unless you're Rubenstein. But uh, it was really in my heart, I, wanted, I knew God could use me with the kids, but I also wanted to do construction. What was really neat, uh, not only did we get to do both um, construction and children's ministry, but God brought the children to the construction site when where we were working. And that was, to me, the most precious part of the ministry was the relationship uh, with the kids there and having them come. And they worked hard, and, and uh, we had a lot of fun with them. So it was, it was an awesome time just with seeing the physical building that was being built, but also seeing the lives of the children that was changed. All right, next slide. <laughs> they uh, had a name for, for Brent over there. Um, it's, there's a couple of them, really. Um, <laughs> one of them was Locos Monos. Um, which means crazy monkey. <laughs> and uh, the other one, I, I can't translate in Spanish, but what it really means is, um, was it sloth? <laughs> Idler? <laughs> Not wanting to get out of bed to work? That was the name kind of that they gave for, for Brent. Uh, but, uh, you know, God used our team in a lot of ways. And uh, I'd like Brent, would you come and just share a few minutes? most moving moment actually happened after the mission trip, the mission trip. Um, we went to Cusco, which is the launching city to Machu Picchu, where many a person has been murdered by a religious sect who worship idols. It was a very dark city. Um, lots of sun worship and demon possession in that area. As we were touring Machu Picchu, our tour guide asked a question of us. What verse, what book in the Bible would be most important that struck us as odd in this area. But we quickly came to the decision that Mark was the book that he needed to read because it reveals to him the life of Christ, the sacrifice and the resurrection. And he revealed to us that he had written, read, 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 read the Bible um, two times clear through. Um, this man was searching for Christ. He was searching for answers. And the fact that God put us there, the divine appointment,
put us there to give him encouragement, direction. In Matthew 28, 19, therefore go, make disciples of all nations. He's calling us not to a missions trip, not to a missions field, but to be a, to be a missionary every day, all day. about that thought in just a few moments. I have a short message I want to share with you. As you see here, this was the first night that we arrived. This was uh, altar time at the service I was privileged to preach at. Um, I believe in that service, about 50 people gave their heart to the Lord. In that service alone, um, there was about 600 people in the, in the church service. It went front to back, side to side. I mean, it was pretty packed into that room. And uh, what an awesome time. All told, the, the best guesstimate we can come up with was over 100 people gave their heart to the Lord this week that we were there. Amen? And so we just thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Amen. We also saw folks get healed. We saw folks uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. What an awesome, awesome week it really was. Um, as you can tell, our team, go to the next slide. Our team is also praying for those folks. Um, and uh, what an awesome time. And we, we, we talked to the team about that because I don't believe anyone on our team speaks fluent Spanish. Tom is probably the closest we have um, that can uh, speak fluent Spanish. And I told them this. I said, the Holy Spirit knows no language barriers. When you go up to pray for someone, it doesn't matter if they speak Spanish and you speak English. When you lay your hands on them and you begin to pray, the Holy Spirit doesn't care. Because God is the drawer of people. And it's not us that do it anyway. It's him. Amen? And so God does, did some amazing things, and we were able to see God do some awesome things in services. We, we had three different services that we were part of, preached three times. Um, and uh, I think I also, we also had the opportunity to preach in the high school, six different classes, uh, the same sermon. So it was good. Um, I was a little tired at the end of the week, but uh, uh, it was good. I praise the Lord for that. Next slide. Al and Liddy Ann got to share their testimony, um, and what a moving thing, uh, what God's done in their life, and, and to hear um, what they have. If you've not heard that testimony, um, I encourage you, you need to get with them and, and to, to let them share that with you. It's a powerful story about how God um, has not only just taken them out of one area, but God is doing great things in their life today. And so you need to make sure you hear that. I'm going to ask Al um, to come, and uh, then Liddy Ann, you'll just come right behind him, okay? And then Eileen, you can, no, you can wait. I don't, I don't know where to start um, as far as one thing being special to me. The whole thing was um, just a very moving experience for me from, um, from the way the missionaries lived their life and, and the people. Um, the place was where we were at was so poverty-stricken. Um, but out of these houses came uh, just some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Um, the kids, um, they didn't have anything, but they were so happy to see us. Um, but uh, um, the main thing, one of the main things that God was uh, 
spoke to my heart about was um, how we were created in his image. And he led me to a, to a scripture um, where Jesus is, um, I think it's John chapter 5, verse 30. Um, in the Amplified uh, Bible, it says that um, Jesus is saying um, that his judgment is right because he does not consult his own will. Um, and he does nothing except what the Father tells him to do. And uh, that was uh, one of the main things that I was challenged with on the trip. Um, there was some things we had to, to give up, and um, we had to scramble the couple weeks before to get ready. But if we wouldn't have given up those things, we would never have experienced the spiritual blessing that we did by going there. Um, seeing the people and the miracles that happened and um, experiencing the freedom of getting out of my box and and uh, yeah. <laughs> after after the first service um, there were so many people that came to the altar um, and I, I really felt like I was out of my box so I, I told uh, Pastor Joe and Tom that um, I'm so far out of my box, I don't think I'll ever find it again. So, so hopefully um, the change I experience will be a, not just one trip, but um, I, I look forward to, to walking with God and, and growing, get, doing things that I haven't done before. Um, there was a lot of things that, like, spoke to me while I was there, but one of the main things was that they, they hardly have anything there. They don't have much, but they're so thankful and so happy and um, so hungry for God. Like, the services that we had, they didn't have to be in a building. Um, the one service that we had, um, it had a roof and a wall. And the animals were coming back and forth and having services with us. <laughs> but um, they were so hungry for God. And when um, the altar time came and people came up there to be healed and stuff, we went up there to pray. And this one lady really stood out to me. She was um, having a lot of pain in her shoulders and her back and um, different areas. And Anthony had... Um, told some of the team to come up and pray and we did and she had been crying and um, she was telling him that after we were done praying that she got healed and so Anthony her expression didn't change she was she was crying and stuff but her expression didn't really change so he told her to do something that she wasn't able to do before and she started moving her shoulder and, you know, doing things that she couldn't. And she kept on saying she's healed. And so, you know, different things like that. They're very hungry for God and they'll worship wherever. And um, I, through all of it, uh, what God was telling me to do is get out of my comfort zone, too. Uh, as many of you know, I was scared of flying. But after six flights in 10 days... <laughs> Um, that kind of took care of that. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I was very blessed to be there and to be with this wonderful team.
<laughs> One thing that was pretty amazing is if you look at this picture, you'll see that that's actually a dirt floor. Um, it's right outside. There's no concrete. The stage is where they took the dirt and pushed it up a little higher. And that was this platform. And uh, they, uh, they had church out there. And how many of you like the pew you're sitting in right now? They had, have you ever seen those old style uh, lawn chairs? They're just plastic and they're old style and you sit on. If you lean back in them, you're going, right? Um, that's what they used as their, as, their, uh, as, as their seats. And the crazy thing is we went there Thursday night for the, and this is, you talk about them being uncomfortable. Um, they were there for service, and there was probably, what, two to 300 people there that night? And they only had seating for about 200. So about 100 people stood for service for two and a half hours as they watched and listened and allowed the Lord to speak to their life. Now, I'm not going to try to sound crazy, but I just wonder this. How many of us would be willing to do that? We get into an area of comfort in our country that I think sometimes hinders us from being passionate about the things of God. And to hear Al, he had the quote of the week. <laughs> so far out of my box, I don't even know if I can find it. I wrote that down on my phone. I'm putting that in my book of quotes. I've got a book of quotes. I'm putting that in my book of quotes um, because that's just so true. Amen. Next slide. Next slide. This on the left side, you see uh, Pastor Walter. He's the pastor at Vittel. That was the church I showed you earlier. He is also the one who started and his church paid for the land that this other church was going to be put on. And so... They bought the land. The land was five acres, and it was a dump. And I don't mean that in a just, I mean literally. It was the town dump. There was trash. There was all kinds of things that were out there. They had spent time clearing the front part of that already. Um, and when we got there, there were 10 posts in the ground that outlined what would be a 60 by 80 foot building, roughly. And so... Um, we'll show you some of those things that happened. But this man was a um, great visionary. Um, what an awesome spirit he had. When he prayed for us at the end, I don't know that any of us couldn't help but have some watery eyes as he began to pray and, and to, to speak words of life and encouragement into us for coming. So that's him. He's surrounded by some members of our team there. Um, and then the guy on the, on the right, um, I tell you what, God did some, I, I was... So glad that Mike joined us on this trip, um, and uh, what a dear brother, and uh, we were doing concrete work, and I don't think we did concrete work up to code, because um, Mike is the concrete guy, and, and we weren't quite up to code with some of our stuff, but as you can, you probably can't see from back there, but if you got up to this picture, you can see that Mike is covered in concrete uh, splatter um, on this, and uh, I was just so glad that he joined us. What a great time we had. Uh, brother, would you come and just share? I always hear when people come back from missions trip or, you know, what a blessing it was to them. Not know firsthand, I can't dispute that because it was an extreme blessing. Um, 
the scripture I was thinking of, they'll know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Um, those people had such great love uh, and joyful, as, as they've talked about. Um, they walked around with smiles on their faces, um, anywhere from where we based out of where we uh, had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the ladies that cooked for us, um, the men that helped clear the tables, they were all so happy and joyful. No complaints from any of them, no complaints from our team. I mean, it was such a great experience. Um, up the code, we was making blocks one at a time. We sifted the sand, and there was big rocks in the sand, and uh, we sifted out with a fishing net and a wheelbarrow. Uh, we did have bags of mortar that we made blocks out of. Um, the reason I got so covered in concrete because we was mixing the, the uh, concrete for the footers, which was hand dug by these people. <laughs> um, we mixed it by hand, or mixed it in the mixer. So we was taking the buckets of sand, which I'm guesstimating 80 pounds of sand, uh, lifting them up in, in, the, in the mixer and putting the mortar in the water. But I'm gonna steal uh, some of these guys thunder before they do. There's a boy named Mario, um, 14 years old. Yeah, he was an orphan. That uh, these people took him in to raise him. But he was taking these 80-pound buckets of sand, throwing them on his shoulder, putting them in the in the, in the mixer. I thought, I can't let him outdo me. He's only 14. <laughs> oh, the first several of them, I threw on my arm to throw him up in there. I was getting bruised, but uh, it was a struggle. But this boy, everybody, he was a call to. Everybody yelled for Mario when they needed something. But such a joyful kid. And uh, if I remember right, he, he told one of you guys he was going up to the Lord. He's working for God. Um, such a, it was a great experience. So. I was blessed to go. Amen. Next slide, please. That's a picture of the bricks we made. Um, they took, they were supposed to take two days to dry. We gave them one and prayed a lot. Um, and some of them did break along the way of transporting them from there to the site. But, uh, you know, um, God blessed us with uh, a great time. And, and those, uh, those, that was hard work making those. So, next. You see some of our team laying the bricks, um, brick walls, and uh, those concrete walls around the whole facility. We'll show you a finished picture of that here in just a moment. But um, the one who got voted in as foreman um, at the end of the trip um, is one pictured in here. And no, it wasn't Al. Um, we, we all voted at the end. We voted Pat out. And we voted Wendy in. So, so Wendy, come and share. Oh, my goodness. It was such an awesome time. And I'm just so blessed to get to go. I'm just so blessed to be, was able to work with our team and to bless the people of Peru. They blessed me <laughs> tremendously. I'm just so thankful for that opportunity. And uh, I, my focus was the construction part, but um, 
I think Tom had said the children had come in to our construction area. And just being able to see them and see some of the ladies on our team that had brought things for them. And, you know, they gave the children little bracelets and stuffed animals, and they were so happy. <laughs> it just blessed my heart. They just lived so very poor. Their, their homes were mud and bamboo. And we're just so blessed in this country to have what we have. And so uh, things that touched my, there's a lot of things that touched my heart, but just seeing, uh, just seeing the children, even though that was not where I was thinking I was going to be. Um, my focus was construction, but um, seeing the children really blessed my heart. And it blessed my heart to see, um, see Heidi's face and the love that she had when she was, sharing with them, that really blessed me. <laughs> One thing that was a little bit of a shock for us was the culture differences um, when it came to construction. Um, we as Americans, you see a job, you want to do it, let's all in, get the job done, finish it up. Peruvians are like, well, what's the hurry? Let's hold on a little bit. It'll be all right. You want a two-hour lunch? Let's take a two-hour lunch. It'll be great. And uh, that was a little bit of a stretch for some of on our team. Um, one day, we were waiting on supplies for basically the whole morning. And so we were playing soccer with kids and throwing dogs around and chasing chickens and, you know, just fun stuff. Next slide. Um, I'm just telling you, watch out for Eileen. Eileen has a machete in her hand, and she knows how to use it. <laughs> All right. Um, the whole, when we first got there, and you'll see a picture later on of, of the finished product, but when we first got there, there was bamboo that was taller than us. That was over, what, at least two-thirds, would you say, of the proper, property, probably? And uh, it was that tall. And our team, when we first got there the first day, we had machetes and shovels trying to dig up the roots and cut down this bamboo. And uh, after the first day, I went to a missionary and, and we talked about bulldozer. And I went to the missionary and said, how much would it cost for a bulldozer? And uh, he went to the pastor and the pastor said, oh, about $200. I said, okay, here we go, team. I need 10 bucks from each of you. And let me tell you, they couldn't get out of their pocket fast enough, I don't think. Praise God, let's do it. And so, but their idea of bulldozer is a little different than ours. I'll show you that here in a minute. But Eileen was a blessing on this trip, and uh, she just did so many great things. And we're just glad that she came along with us. Eileen, would you come just to share for a minute? Um, I just felt so blessed to be able to be a part of the team and build relationships with everyone here and the people in Peru and be able to serve them. And uh, I think the part I enjoyed the most was being in the construction area and the kids that would come and we got to spend time with them and give them little stuff. And they actually were working with us there. And just like Wendy said, it just stuck out to me how little they had, but they were, they were still so happy and kind. And um, I think that's what God spoke to me about during the week was how uh, it's not about the materialistic things and 
how much you have. It's just about the joy and the peace that he can give us. Next slide, please. This is uh, a picture of Rachel. And her and Rhoda were the paint crew uh, for the entire week. They did a great job with that. Um, and uh, I'm going to ask Rachel if she'll come and just share for just a minute what God did in her this week. This was an amazing trip um, for everybody. Like, we really became really much closer amongst our Christian friends here at this church. And then also, I think for me, um, being on this mission trip, being with the Peruvian people, and how much they just loved us and how much they didn't have much of anything, but they gave so much of themselves. And for me, being able to pray with them, not knowing any of their language, not even a single word when I went there. But when I was praying with them, there was no language barrier at all. I mean, I literally laid hands on them and I spoke in the spiritual language and there was no barrier whatsoever and I was able to pray with them and speak in tongues with them and um, when we were done praying they would come find me and they would just speak in Spanish and be so happy and loving and kind and hug on me and kiss me and um, just be so joyous and it was just I found love and I found grace and I found friendships, and I just found these people to be just so giving. And I found another Christian family home, and I would ask from my Christian family home here, as you're watching these pictures and you're seeing these people, if you can try to remember a face or two and take them home in your heart and pray for them and try to remember them, I would be very grateful. Thank you, Richard. You know, a lot of people say that you go to missions trip to help others, but really what happens is you get just as blessed as they do. And so it's an awesome time. Next slide, please. Um, this next slide. Um, on the left is Mr. Sullivan. And you may notice something about Pat. He's not wearing any shoes. Now, you can take the man out of Guernsey County, but you can't take Guernsey County out of the man. All right. So, uh, Pat, would you come and just share? You know, I don't like a microphone. <laughs> Team, you know, we're supposed to have forgiveness in our heart. I don't forgive you. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Uh, what struck me about the trip, and the pastor spoke about it, was their church. Um, like we said, we went inside the church, and the roof there had holes and fresh air blowing in it. They had chairs stacked up, I don't know, 600 chairs. And it made me started thinking, you know, here in America, we think a successful church is a brand new building. That's not a successful church. It's not about buildings. 
It's about fellowship. The church is the people to your right, to your left, to care for each other. Go out. A successful church in America should be a successful disciple to go out and reach people. Uh, it's not about buildings. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I want a building over there, but uh, <laughs> it's not about that. Um, and I, there's one more thing I like to say. Um, This man right here, he taught me something on this um, mission trip that um, sometimes I don't, I don't look at the good in people. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes, you know, things don't go right. And uh, I just thank the Lord every day I have a pastor that looks through it. He does not judge. He does not criticize. He's completely different than me, being honest, because I criticize more than what I should. But Pastor, thank you for teaching me what a Christian's all about. And, uh, How do you follow that? Um, you'll see in the background that we had some, uh, some rocks and different things to move on the other slide. Um, there were some, those are the little ones. <laughs> there were some that were like really, really heavy and big and uh, just doing the, the little things um, that they needed done. And it was just a blessing to do that. Um, go to the next slide, please. Um, this is another slide of us building the wall um, with Al and Wendy. More people worked on the wall than Al and Wendy, just so you know. They were just the most photographic of the group. And so we wanted to make sure we got that. Next slide. <laughs> um, here you have Lydia Ann and Eileen, um, and they were digging out the trenches. You have to understand, we were in the desert. It doesn't rain where we were. Um, it was completely desert. So what you're digging in is sand. And you're just digging sand up about eight inches deep and pouring concrete footers in sand. Um, that verse of scripture where Jesus talks about don't build your house on the sandy land, um, that's the, the NIME version, um, but don't build your house on the sand because it shifts and falls. Well, that really came into my mind as we're doing these footers because every time you'd be digging out a footer, your foot would hit right there and all the sand would just go right back into where you dug. And uh, that was kind of frustrating, but it all was good and uh, got that done and, and uh, it was great. I had the privilege of having my daughter join us on this missions trip. Um, what an awesome time that was. It, it's been my goal as a dad, not as a pastor, but as a dad, to have my kids join me on a missions trip before they graduated high school. And I'm so grateful that the Lord's allowed me to do that with both my kids. And uh, it's hard to tell what God will do if you'll give him the opportunity. And then, so, Caitlin, would you come? I was so blessed to be able to go on this trip. It has really changed me. And as my dad said earlier, we were able to go to the high schoolers and talk to them. And I was able to share my testimony and I'd like to share it today. 
Ever since I was a child, everyone told me that God had a plan for my life. I didn't really think about it too much at the time until I was in third or fourth grade when I was sitting in the second row in the middle, like right where Alexis is. And I had my arms and head to the pew in front of me, and I was just praying like everyone else. And that's when God spoke to me. At the time, I didn't know if it was God or if it was just me. But even though I didn't know if it was him or me, it never left my mind. I always catch myself thinking about it. Within this past year, I soon realized that what God has planned for my life and this trip just confirmed it. The word that God spoke to me was Africa. I really feel like God has called me to do to be a missionary in Africa. When I don't know how, I don't know. The thing is, God doesn't give all the details at once, which can be a good and bad thing. Bad, because I want to know it all at once. But good, because it's a heavy load. But when the right time comes, I know that God will give me all the details at the time he wants and it will be the perfect timing. How this trip helped me realize this was that around Wednesday, Thursday, I didn't really want to leave. I cared for the people there so much that I didn't feel like I could leave them. And I knew that being what God wants for me is the perfect thing for me. You know, I've done a lot of things. Probably, you can turn this down. I'm I'm loud enough. I think <clears throat> I've done a lot of things in parenting that haven't been great. But one thing I always wanted to do was give God opportunity to move my kid. Um, I told this team uh, sometime during the week. I don't remember if it was the end or the beginning. I can't remember. But my job as a pastor is to give God opportunity to give the opportunity for them to go. And then give God the opportunity for them, for God to speak into their life. They don't need me to speak into their life. They need God to speak into their life. And I'm so glad that God gave us that opportunity to do that. Next slide, please. (laughs) (laughs) To say missions trips aren't, are all work and no fun, I can't say that. So um, this was... uh, an opportunity for Steve to be the guy from Laugh-In, from those of you that remember that. Very interesting. Uh, and so uh, we're going to ask Steve. Steve, would you come and just share? Buenos dias, hermanos y hermanas. Now you've heard how fluent in Espanol I am. <laughs> Unlike my daughter, uh, I'm going to allow my wife to share more about what God's done in her life and things that uh, it just blows me away. I, in hearing everything that everybody shared so far, it's a reflection of the things that are in my heart. Um, the people are incredibly loving. Uh, I, that was evident from the very moment we got there. Uh, and the joy that was expressed in their faces and in the way they treated us. Uh, They had a service for us Monday morning that was just totally awesome. 
the talent and the love that, that was shown through that blew me away. Uh, so difficult to come up with something specific for me. I, uh, I got to thinking that uh, Sunday night in that service, the Lord gave me the opportunity to share my testimony. Uh, they were asking for volunteers when we were in another room, and I don't know why I raised my hand, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, Lord, this isn't going to be too bad. Um, so we, we went into the auditorium there where the service was going to be held, and we were sitting down front. I thought there was 50 to 100 people maybe. And I thought, well, Lord, help me. Well, when the time came, there was five to six hundred. Lord, help me even more. <laughs> and uh, uh, he gave me the strength and the courage and the peace to proceed. And I went up there. And, of course, there was a translator. And as Pastor Well knows, it makes things a little more difficult to share because you've got to stop your train of thought and let them translate. But to the Lord was... It was just an incredible opportunity to share what he did in my life in front of these people. And uh, so grateful for that. And uh, I really admired Walter for the vision that he had and the perseverance and just many good qualities, God-given qualities that that man had. And it was in our Tuesday evening service that I felt impressed with the Lord to write down a word for Walter in his church. And I just wanted to share some of that now. Get it out of my bag here. The, uh, this was an awesome gift that they gave everybody in the group. I mean, it's just more of the love that they expressed. I gave this word that I'd written down to Kristen, and then she took it, and, and uh, one of her team members translated it so that I could, we could uh, give it to him. The Lord spoke. He said, rivers of living water are going to flow into your church from my throne room. Life will spring forth in great abundance where only hopelessness and despair thrive now. My river will bring forth new life as rains do in a desert. I am preparing you for new revelations of the things to come. And then he, it was Isaiah 43 that the, some of that was, uh, came from. Uh, two days or a day or so after I gave uh, Pastor Walter that, he came up to me. It was uh, when they were celebrating their children's uh, graduation. It's kind of like a vacation Bible school. And, that, and uh, he came up to me and, and through a translator said, see, God's already doing it. Waters are 
going through and, uh, and it's already starting as we speak. It was such an awesome privilege to be a part of that, building up a new church, not only the physical aspect, but the spiritual as well. And uh, I'm just, I don't know what else to say other than thank the Lord for the blessing. And then next slide, please. This is kind of a little bit farther along with the process. You see, I don't know if you can see that or not, but there are trusses. Um, it took, what, six of us to carry a truss? The eight was more comfortable, six was doable. Um, and we, you see the line, we hoisted those things up. They were metal. We put, uh, was it eight? You, the painters would know. Seven, seven. I knew the painters would know because they had to paint every one of them. Um, seven trusses up across that. What an awesome time. Check. Um, they welded those up there once we got them hoisted into place. Next uh, slide, please. This is our uh, group on Siesta. Across the street, there was a place where you could get Pepsi and candy bars. And so a uh, little taste of America. Then they brought them over and we bought from, this, from the church. So next, please. This is a little bit of what the street looks like. Um, down the road, you can see that this is um, this is a pretty nice street, really, because it's got how all those are houses that go through there with the moto cart um, and the dirt uh, roads that uh, we we drove on a lot of times. Sometimes they would have brick roads, and uh, there would be speed bumps throughout the whole place because the homeowners could put a they could build their own speed bumps to whatever specification they wanted to in front of their house. So some of them were like little, some of them were like really big. And, uh, and so that was always fun on the back of a moto, um, hitting those really big ones. But next, a little bit extra. This is another home. Uh, these are homes. The walls are just uh, the bamboo with the stucco. Some had roofs, some did not. Um, just uh, an amazing place. It was poor. And what, uh, what really struck out, going to the next one as well, um, you see the laundry hanging out. People kind of doing this just metal flash paint stuff, but using that as walls. Um, the thing that stuck out for me is this. We were building that, that building and, and allowing, um, as we were doing that, and it just hit me that there's hope to a community that didn't have it. The church of Jesus Christ brings hope. At least we should be. That should be what we do, is we are hope givers to a community that needs it. And so that was a privilege for us. Next slide, please. Um, here you have a picture of Monster with uh, Rachel. And then on the other side of that is um, Heidi. Heidi had the opportunity. She brought some things to give to kids. And, and I'd like for Heidi just to come and to share. There you are. Um, Morning, y'all. Um, I'm not really a kid person, for those of you who know me. Not usually, anyway. Um, it's funny, we had a little joke going, I only like Peruvian kids. <laughs> but um, whenever I heard about this missions trip, God told me, he said, there's going to be a children, children's ministry, and I want you to go. And I, look, I talked to God, and I was like, you sure? Have you seen me with kids? <laughs> And 
he said, yeah, go. And I said, okay. And um, I helped out a lot with the kids. The first day I was a little nervous, but around about lunch, I realized I was having one of the best times of my life. And we had a chance, a small group of us who worked with the kids, to go to San Pablo. And San Pablo was largely affected by a flood back in the springtime. And these people had nothing. There were, was like that ban those bamboo houses only, one of them was like, just like basically stick gates around a tree and that's where they lived. And I went, me and Tom and some of the other people, and we went to the school and um, Dr. Rubenstein came too and we just, we shared with these kids and I remember when Dr. Rubenstein was doing the balloon experiment that he did, the joy and the happiness on these children's faces was more than I've seen in any American children's faces in my entire life. And that really just touched my heart. And I just, I, I can't believe that these kids who had nothing could have so much joy. Next slide, please. You see our guys up on the scaffolding, um, on the trusses painting, and uh, Steve showing off his guns um, <laughs> with, the, with the wall. Next slide, please. Here's a picture of Rose showing off her guns, which probably more so than Steve's, maybe, I don't know. So, uh, but uh, Rose did a lot of work. It was uh, amazing to watch our ladies really, I mean, they, they were amazing. They did a lot of work, a lot of construction jobs, and, and uh, just awesome. And Rose was one of those. Rose, would you come and just share? Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> before I even went on the trip, um, I felt like I really wasn't qualified. And, um, but to go on a mission trip, you don't really have to be qualified. You just have to be willing to go. And God will do the rest. And I'm just so glad I went. And um, one thing that touched me while I was there, we had a church service, and a lot of people came forward, and we prayed for them. And I prayed for this one girl that was about 14, I'd say. And um, I didn't know really why she came forward. But after it was over, everybody left, and there was just a few people standing around. And that same girl, she was up at the altar, and she was kneeling down, praying. And um, since we didn't know how to speak Spanish, one of the interpreters um, asked her what she came up for. And she wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And she wasn't going to leave until she received it. And that just really touched me. And she did receive it. And um, another thing God told me while I was there, um, when you're getting souvenirs, a lot of things have faces and they're gods and things like that. And, um, you know, we didn't want to buy any of that kind of thing. And a friend of mine had given me a couple things because I decorated the room. It was like Indian type things. And I had felt weird about them. I've had them for a couple months. And God told me to get rid of any kind of idol I had in my house. 
and I also had something in my garage that someone had given me, and um, I just, I don't want to have any idols in my house or anything that's not pleasing to God, so I just encourage you to do that, too, if you feel like you shouldn't have, if you have something that you don't think you should have in your house. Thanks. Awesome. This is uh, Carlos. Carlos was one of the welders, and uh, he worked pretty closely with Rachel and, and Rhoda because he was making the trusses and such, and so um, he, he was a great uh, welder. <laughs> Nobody really knows a whole lot about Carlos. He was up on the high school. And, uh, we couldn't get close enough because he would have blinded us with the weld, welder. So, uh, Rhoda, would you come? Carlos had to open the paint can for me every time <laughs> because I couldn't do it. Um, as everyone said, you know, the children were had a big impact on us, but I think Thursday night stood out to me the most because they had the ceremony for the kids um, that went through the discipleship class, and uh, they really made a big deal out of it for them, gave them uh, caps and sashes and a goodie bag and everything. Um, but the uh, missionary was telling us how they get so excited about this class that they would show up before the teachers even got there. And I just thought, you know, that's what I want to be like when I come to church. I want to be that excited and be here early and expecting God to move. And I hope that we can all, you know, impress that on you, that this is a place where God moves and we want to see that happen. And we learned that through the children. I would see them there with their Bibles open trying to find the scriptures. Uh, one night that Tom was preaching, I saw little kids. They're like, where is that scripture? So anyway, but as far as what God spoke to me on this trip, um, it was just a confirmation to me that um, if God lays something on your heart, um, he will make it happen. Um, so don't get, ever give up because I wanted to do missions since I was a teenager. I didn't really know what all missionaries did, but I just saw people on TV. It's like, I want to do that someday. And so finally at age 51, I got my turn and I look back and I see that um, I wasn't ready before for this. God knew that you know, 2017 was my year and this group of people and Peru was where he wanted to send me. And um, so during those waiting years, I know that he was uh, working with me and preparing me. So, so don't get discouraged if there's a dream that you have and God laid it on your heart. He'll, he'll give you the tools that you need. The Bible says that he will equip us for every good work. Um, so just keep the faith. Thank you. Next slide, please. This is our cook, I'm trying to see through the lights. This was the lady that cooked for us. Um, we, uh, we really ate pretty well. Um, I've got to be honest, I've been on mission trips where I didn't eat real well, um, but we ate pretty well. And um, all the team, if you would invite them over, they all love rice. And they would all love for you to make a big old helping of rice for them. I'm kind of kidding, that's what we ate all week was rice. but. Uh, but no, it was a blessing. We were, we were really blessed, and uh, they did a great job. Next. Um, <clears throat> we had a little bit of fun. As I said, on the left, uh, there's a little picture of a couple people teeter-tottering. Um, Brent and I had a good time <laughs> doing that for a minute uh, until one of the locals said, you're going to break it. I'm like, what's that mean? What, what are you trying to say? Um, so anyway... Um, the picture with Tom, there's a story behind that. We got back to the hotel one night that half of us were in, and they decided that there was not going to be any water. 
um, the town had shut the water off to the hotel without notice, and they had taken all the water in their tank and watered the grass that they had because it's the desert, and so, you know, grass doesn't really grow in the desert. And so when we got in there, there was no water for showers. There was no water for um, bath uh, toilets. I'm trying to come up with a clever way to say that. You know, anyway, um, and, you know, that was one of the Tom brushing his teeth. There's no water. <laughs> so anyway, we didn't use their water for that much anyway, but uh, that's kind of the deal. Next slide. Um, this is a picture of us, again, laying wall and uh, also with uh, painting boards. Those boards were going to go up on top of the wall, and that was going to be how they enclosed the building in. Next. This is a picture of my family with the pastor and his family of, uh, of the church at, at Battelle, Pastor Walter and Sonia. And uh, we had a, a great, what a great ministry that they have there. It was a privilege for us to go and, and just be with them and to, to share the word of God with them. I'm going to ask my wife if she'll come and just share um, what God placed on her heart. You guys still awake? Yeah. Oh, good, good. Okay. Um, I loved so many things about this missions trip. First of all, before I go to the missions trip, I would like to say I love my bathroom. I love my toilet. I love my bathroom. I like to say I love this group. It's just is like an extended family right here. These people are amazing. And I believe, yeah, let's give them a hand. They're amazing. And I believe every single one of these people up here would give me their last wet wipe. And believe me, they would need it. But I think that they would give it to me. I really do. Um, I loved being able to go into the classrooms and be a part of that with the junior highers and the high schoolers and be able to hear my daughter share her testimony and her heart with these kids. That was such a blessing to me. I, I, just, I was so glad I could be a part of that. Uh, it, it was amazing seeing everybody talk with the interpreters because you really had to think about it because you had to pause. Like they said, oh, we have to pause every while, every so often, and they're like, yeah, like at every comma. I'm like, oh my goodness. So everybody that gave testimonies and preached, they did an amazing job because sometimes you lose your train of thought when you have to pause every so often, and it was really tricky, but they did an amazing job. Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me is the first service where there were hundreds of people and the people there, they don't care what people think about them. They don't care, oh, are they gonna see me raise my hand? They're gonna see me go forward to the altar? Are they gonna judge me? Are they gonna think this? Are they gonna think that? They're not like that. They don't care. They're like, yeah, I want more Jesus. And then they just go. They just, when the altar time, was, it was altar time, first pastor had us come forward and stand and face, face them and I'm like, woo, there's a lot of people here. and. Probably over half of them, I feel like, just stood and came. And then it's like we're supposed to pray for them, right? And I'm like standing there. In a matter of seconds, I'm thinking, I don't know Spanish. What am I supposed to pray? Oh, my goodness. What have I got myself into? So in a matter of seconds, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And he said, I've equipped you. You don't need to speak their language. It's okay. You know how to pray. Just pray with them. So God really spoke to my heart and touched me in that way and I was able to pray with people and it was awesome seeing our team just get in there and go around the people and pray with the people and God bless the interpreters and Kristen and her team they were amazing I was talking with some teenagers afterwards and I'm like yeah yeah 
my name's Crystal. And they said their name, and that's all the English they knew, and that's all the Spanish I knew. So I'm like, Kristen! And I, everybody was always pulling her around because um, that, that team there was amazing, and I just loved working with every single one of them. Oh, I already did that. I loved working with the kids, and it was so amazing. Um, I'm just going to finish with this. Um, I've been on missions trips before, and it's usually you're, you're building something, or you're in the schools, or you're with the children's ministry, and it was amazing, just like several of the other ones shared, to be able to go out on the work site and see the property and just see it transformed right before your eyes and be a part of that and be such a blessing. And then it's also amazing because I love kids and I want to just, just do it all. And then they did. They just they just came out of the huts and they came around and we'd have little chairs and they would just sit and they we had different people doing so many different ministries and blowing bubbles with the kids and just loving on them. And it was an amazing missions trip because we could have a taste of all of it. It was like God just really blessed us and we didn't have to choose. We could just do it all. And I just thank God for that. He's so amazing. Thank you. Amen. Amen. It was a privilege to go with these team. It was an awesome team to be able to share with. Um, those are the motor carts. They're built for two people. We typically have four. Um, and uh, we're pretty packed in there. Uh, Rhoda working with the kids. as Those were at the job site. What an awesome time. Again, next slide, please. Uh, those are it's Eileen and Caitlin picture with the kids. It's just awesome to see what God did in the lives of those people. Next. Um, this was, uh, at the end, they did this thing with, uh, it was a Peruvian courtship dance. And uh, it was such a wonderful thing. It's a native dance that they do. And we have one of our couples learn this dance, and they're going to demonstrate it for you today. Steve and Carolyn, would you come and... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I would like, Carolyn, if you would come and just share. blessed and touched every one of our hearts, including mine. Um, I don't think I've worked as hard as I did last week. I was concerned, like uh, Rose said, I thought I just wasn't sure that I would be able to do much there, but um, I, I did every job, carrying blocks, um, digging bamboo, picking up roots, running from the tractor. Um, <laughs> um, Working and playing with kids, I got to teach the kids and do an art project with them. Um, and my favorite was building the brick wall. I like doing that. Um, and if anyone doesn't feel like you could ever afford to go and do a missions trip like this, let me tell you, God provided the way. Um, we weren't quite sure that we were even going to get to go to Peru, let alone go to Machu Picchu as an extra, extra trip. But God provided the way through working. Um, he let me work as a secretary, which I am not. And uh, he gave me the opportunity to do that. And it gave me the exact amount that I needed to go to Machu Picchu. Um, the pastors there, all the people there, they're just so peaceful and calm. It was so nice to just work with everybody, and this team included. 
um, it was a good team to go with. Um, <clears throat> Kristen would like, my daughter Kristen would like for me to share with you that she appreciates all of you, all of your support. And let me tell you that all of your support is going to overwhelmingly good use there. She is, um, she is a, a blessing to the people that she's working with. And they're a blessing to her as well. Um, she's done quite a lot of things. She's um, uh, helping in a lot of areas. And uh, it was just amazing to see her interpret for us the language and to uh, just kind of take charge over some of the uh, projects that needed to be done and to see how much she has grown in the Lord, especially. And her team, um, they kind of put me to shame in a way as far as modeling what a Christian should look like. Um, these, this team is younger than me, and I just felt like they were stronger than I am as a Christian. And uh, just know that your your support is really, really um, uh, being used in a, the best way possible. Um, <clears throat> if you go ahead and filter through the remaining slides, if you would, please. Um, it's Mario. That's the uh, young man that we were privileged to work with um, on the trip. Next slide, please. That's Heidi being able to give out her, her goodies to the kids. Yeah. The master painter. Right there. Yeah. If you see that, like I said, the bamboo is over two-thirds of that. That's the whole thing after the their version of a bulldozer leveled all that off. And uh, the, the wonderful thing is when our team left, we were able to see what a building the, the outlying structure of a building and being able to give them an opportunity to build or whatever they wanted to do on the rest because the land was cleared. And uh, to have all that accomplished in a week, I was really proud uh, to be able to do that. Amen. Next, please. This is uh, a couple of our guys pouring the footer um, and uh, putting that in there, putting the cement in. Next. This is the end of our team. This is the last picture we took uh, from the job site that we left. So. Awesome. Um, I know that uh, today, I'm, I'm obviously with time and what it is and such, I'm not going to preach. Um, I'll be preaching next week, so I encourage you to come out to the park. Um, everybody say the park. the park. There you go. Don't forget that. Because if you come here and you're thinking, they canceled church. <laughs> no, we didn't. We're just over at Byesville Park. Um, so we invite you to join us there. But I wanted to share just a, a, a couple of scriptures today that just kind of hit the moment. Of, of this, and uh, they're both found in Romans. One's Romans chapter 1, verse 16, and it just says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Um, and then the other is, is found, the connector is found in Romans chapter 10. If you know anything about Romans chapter 10, you know that Romans, in the book of Romans, um, Romans chapter 10 is like the end part of the Romans road. Uh, the Romans Road is a it's scripture text that kind of takes you through the elements of salvation. Romans 3.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 6.23. Um, and then it comes to Romans 10.9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And then 
Uh, verse 13 says this. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Aren't, isn't that good news? That God is no respecter of persons, that whether you live in Peru or Timbuktu or Byesville, God is no respecter of persons, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. Then the apostle switched gears, and he says this, anyone can be saved, but how can they call on the one that they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And it got me thinking about this. We, we, just, we just went on a great mission trip. This is a wonderful team. We're going to do missions again. So if, you, if, if this touched your heart and you say, man, I want to be involved in the next one, there's going to be an opportunity for you to do that. We had an awesome opportunity to see people's lives get changed in Peru. But something hit me on this trip, and it's this. There is just as much hopelessness around you here as there is in Peru. There are just as many people here who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, who need to know who God is and that God loves them, that he cares for them, that he has a plan for their life, that he does wonderful things in and through them, and the life of sin that they're living in now is not what God had intended for them to be. But how will they know unless somebody preaches? How will they know? Unless we tell them. I challenged our students this week. Uh, we talked about the missions trip a little bit in youth group, and I also did it in our FCA group. And I challenged them with this. I ordered them all these little bag tags. What these bag tags represent is this. It says CM. And I challenged our kids with this thought. You guys, I believe one of the biggest mission fields in our country today is the local school. And I challenged our students who love Jesus. I said, would you be willing to stand up and to take this tag and put it on your book bag, signifying that you're a campus missionary? I have decided that I'm going to be a, a, distributor of a distributor of the gospel to the people that I surround myself with. And on the back of it, it just simply says this, ask me about Jesus. Ask me about Jesus. It's been really cool to see that those, those students take that mantle and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll be a campus missionary. But I wonder, how about you? Will you be a missionary to your job site? Will you be a missionary to the people around you and your family? Will you be the one who will step up and say, you know what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because I know it's the power of God and the salvation and I'm not ashamed to put something out there that says, ask me about Jesus. Because that's the reason of the life that lives inside of me. We can go on trips. We can do all kinds of different things. And we can be a blessing to the people in Peru. But as a pastor, uh, my number one desire is that whenever we go on missions trips, yeah, I want to see us put hope in a place where there was none. Absolutely. But as a pastor, it thrills my heart to hear the testimonies of what God has done in a team. 
Because I know that whenever they come back off a missions trip, that God's going to continue to work in them as they go. And they're going to remember the experiences that they had. And they're going to remember what God is doing in their heart and life even now. And that's what the awesome part of a missions trip is. It takes you out of your environment, of your comfort zone, and it puts you someplace where you are allowing God to speak into your life. That's basically what a missions trip does. But I ask you this question, church. Are you willing to be a missionary? Because there are people all around you, there are people all around this community that are dying without Jesus. There's people that are addicted. They're addicted to drugs. They're addicted to, um, to money. They're addicted to sex. They're addicted to so many things. And they have no hope. And they're looking for hope that we have. Yeah, we build a building and put hope. But you have hope inside of you. And God wants to use you to touch the lives of people. Amen. Would you bow your heads this morning? Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, first of all, for your son who came and died for me, that I could live. And Lord, today, I, I don't take that lightly. It's the reason I'm here. It's the reason that, I, I, that you called me in the ministry is I just want to love you. I just want to serve you. And God, I believe that that's the heart of, of the people in this room, of most of us in this room is with our life, God, we want to love you and we want to serve you. But God, sometimes we get involved in comfort. Sometimes, God, we get involved in, in us too much that we forget about the people around us that need to hear. That we forget about those who are, who are dying without you. And so, Lord, today I pray that you would make us missionaries missionaries to our campuses at school, missionaries to our workplaces, missionaries to our families, missionaries to our community, that we would be able to preach the word and that, God, you would move in such a way that the power of the Holy Spirit would just be evident through our lives. God, we thank you for that and we praise you, God, today. This morning with the heads bowed and eyes closed and you'd be here and you say, you know what, Pastor, I've, I've heard all the testimonies and I know this was a longer than normal service and, and uh, we appreciate your patience, but today you'd be here and you say, you know what, Pastor, I've, I've heard everything and, you know, to be honest, I don't have a relationship with God like I need to. My relationship with God is not where it needs to be this morning. But today before I leave this place, I want to make sure I'm right with God. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand right now? We want to pray with you this morning. I want to make sure I'm right with God today. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Would you stand, please? As, uh, as you leave this place today, I want you to feel this. You're being commissioned. You're being commissioned as missionaries. Go, preach the word. Use action and use your words. And uh, I, something I learned is it takes both. Because if you're just all action and you're no words, they have no idea of the, of the truth and the gospel and the hope that lives inside of you. If you're just words and no action, then whew, what you say means nothing because you're not living it. 
So we've got to be both action and word and go preach the gospel to those that need it. Amen? Amen. Father, use us, I pray. May we be your vessels this week as we reach out and touch the lives of people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I encourage you to come if you want to check out with these uh, team members. They'd be honored to, to share with you even more experiences. God bless you. Tonight we have Bible study. Don't forget, next week we'll be at the park.